Hi, everyone. Welcome to the San Diego News Fix from the San Diego Union Tribune. I'm your host, Christy Totten. Today, we have a name drop episode for you where we get to know interesting people in, around, and from San Diego. My guest today is Ben Smith. By day, Ben is a mathematician and data analyst, but during the pandemic, he picked up a new and amazing hobby, building Legos. But not just any Legos, small replicas of well-known and well-loved buildings in North Park. He started with Tribute Pizza because he and his wife and kids love it, then moved on to building other spots like St. Patrick's Cathedral, Nunu's, Starlight, the San Diego Pride Office, and more. And yeah, as you may have noticed, not all of those buildings are in North Park, but that's not really Ben's goal. It's named for the neighborhood where he lives and where his hobby began, but really it's an homage to all the nearby San Diego neighborhoods that we know and love. Here's our chat. Awesome. Well, Ben, thanks so much for joining me. It's really cool to meet you after following your work through the pandemic. I don't know why it only recently occurred to me that I should reach out to you, but it's great <laughs> to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, so I read that you were not really big into Legos before the pandemic. This is really truly some, something you picked up as a hobby. Is that true? Yeah, pretty much. Certainly at this, like, um, certainly in terms of, you know, building my own stuff and um, definitely in terms of photographing it and getting it out there and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, my kids are now 10 and 8. So I guess when the pandemic started, they would have made them, you know, 7 and, you know, 5 or something like that. Um, so they definitely had, you know, we had a whole heap of Lego before that that, that we would play with. But um, I'd never done anything like this this before. So, um, yeah, it was a... Uh, one of those, you know, silver linings that I think, you know, a lot of people are trying to trying to find or, or did find during that, you know, at home time. I didn't start, you know, making my own sourdough bread or anything like that, but I started building a lot more Lego. Well, I think you're the only one that didn't start baking during the pandemic, <laughs> maybe you and me. Um, but I mean, are your kids still into Legos? Is this something you do together or is this like your hobby um, now? I've, yeah, I've pretty much kind of killed the goose that laid the golden egg there. It was a, they were a great excuse to buy a heap of Lego at the start and they were really into it. And they still are sometimes, but, you know, I, they're kind of a bit over it now in terms of, you know, like you've never heard kids moan when you say, oh, let's, you know, I need to go to the Lego store. Let's go. Who wants to come? And they're like, oh, I don't want to go back to the Lego store. <laughs> you know, they still they still build stuff um, sometimes. And they're definitely... Um, more into building their own stuff now than like we've got boxes of sets that I hear I'm like you know hey do you guys want to build this or whatever like, nah. so uh yeah instead definitely uh I let them build you know stuff when they want to build it or whatever but they know that I get to break it down and uh you know sort all the pieces out and get to keep those and use them. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure that you guys have the most amazing Lego collection ever. Um, how how did you decide to build uh, buildings and specifically local buildings? Um, yeah, so I had, uh, you know, prior to this, I, I I just I enjoy building my own stuff more than than buildings. I do like building the sets as well, but they're kind of I appreciate them on a different sort of level, you know, for their kind of design or. I really love Lego instructions. It's like Ikea furniture or something, you know what I mean? Like I really appreciate the the wordless simplicity of, you know, being able to communicate how to create something out of these parts. But in terms of building my own stuff, I like I find that just a lot more rewarding. So 
I don't know. I had been building a bunch of stuff for the kids. You know, again, they would make requests like, oh, they got really into Harry Potter. So it was like, you know, can we build, you know, Hogwarts or, you know, all this stuff. And I guess I'd started looking online, you know, I didn't realize that there was, you know, so many, you know, adults in particular out there that build like incredible stuff, like huge stuff. And I was, when I was a kid, I remember going to like, you know, back in Australia, we had like a traveling Lego exhibition, which would come around every Christmas and they would have, you know, it would come from like Denmark or whatever. And they'd have, you know, these huge buildings and, you know, all this sort of dinosaurs and everything. So I knew what you could do out of Lego, but I didn't realize there was such a like, you know, um, you know, a DIY type community, you know, that, that does all that. So anyway, so I, I would think, oh, cool. I'm, look, I made this great little like Hogwarts for the kids. And then you look online, you're like, oh my God, look, uh, <laughs> someone has made the most incredible one you've ever seen. And, you know, I think the kind of, uh, I get, I was a bit like, oh, well, you know, okay, scrap that. You know, mine's not, not as good as that. I'm never going to be able to make one as good as that or whatever. Um, and kind of the competitive, you know, part of me, which is a, a big part of me, was like, you know, what could I do that, um, you know, if you're going to be the best at something, you can at least do something like original, right? And I was like, well, and there's a lot of people that make great architecture stuff. So, and Lego itself has, you know, a whole line of, you know, here's the Empire State Building and here's the, you know, um, Golden Gate Bridge and, you know, all these like architectural landmarks. But, um, you know, I'd never really seen, or well, I, I certainly hadn't seen anybody do um you know stuff on more of a local scale and and so i was like kind of um yeah intrigued by trying to do that and make something that you know maybe only me and my friends and people would recognize as opposed to trying to make a famous building and do it better than someone else had done or something like that just to do something more original and and again like through the pandemic we i don't know we're just you know as a family, even thinking about and talking about places locally that we missed being able to go because they were closed down and, you know, that sort of thing. So it really grew out of that. It was just a, a little fun thing that um, we would do at home where the kids would suggest the place and then I'd try and build it or, you know, something like that. And it's kind of spiraled into something, you know, totally <laughs> on a bigger scale than that now. But that's definitely how it, how it started was just, um, yeah, trying to do something rather than copying what someone else had done, trying to do something like really original with it. And I just enjoyed that, obviously the medium itself a lot. So, um, you know, building with it is fun regardless. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the locality of it is so special. Like you said, it's a lot cooler to see a neighborhood bar that, you know, people outside of the city might not know about as opposed to like the, the Eiffel Tower or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So are these pieces hard to come by? And is, is there like a very customized Lego world out there that the rest of us are probably not aware of? There is, and I was not aware of it either at all. Um, so there's like, I mean, as well as obviously, you know, the Lego store and like, you know, San Diego has a few of them, which has been uh, really handy since they've opened back up again, being able to actually go to this because they have, you know, um, as well as all the sets and stuff, they have walls of, you know, individual pieces in buckets that you can, you know, buy little, you know, like tubs of, of, of Lego um, in bulk. Um, but there's a, there's a site online called uh, Bricklink, uh, which is kind of like, like eBay for just the Lego basically. So there's, uh, you know, you can put in the exact piece you want and how many you want stuff and it'll tell you who in the world is selling that and how many they have in there. You know, they have 
it's a lot of like little like mom and pop stores, you know what I mean? Like at, the people run out of their house where they're like, oh, okay, I have 467 of these white bricks and 200 of these and, you know, itemized with pictures all the way down to like the smallest little like, you know, you can just buy individual like, oh, I need some minifig hands in dark brown. Who's selling like 20 of those in the world and stuff like that. So you get really specific and can order. Um, I mean, you can go down a massive rabbit hole on that site, just finding like weird pieces and just, yeah. But it, that is super handy. I use that all the time now. And that's definitely like the cheapest way to get a bunch of stuff as well, because, um, you know, if you go to buy a whole set because it's the only one that has, you know, this particular piece in this color that you need, then that is not, uh, not financially viable. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not ideal. I mean, like how much trial and error, you know, is involved in this? You know, again, you're not building from instructions, you're doing it on your own. So, you know, like how much tinkering is involved? Yeah, lots. I mean, that's the, and that's the fun part for me, but it is definitely, it's not something that I sit down and go, all right, I'm going to start with the base and I know how big it's going to be. And then I'll build this wall. And then it's definitely, um, especially the, like the architectural stuff is trying to find that one little part of the building that I, you know, like match that to a, a collection of pieces or whatever that I can get the exact right, you know, there's like the, a little like inspiration point or something like, oh, this place has a, you know, amazing front window or arch or something that I find the exact right way to represent that. And then the scale and everything else is kind of built out around that. So I definitely don't start uh, with a, a real like exact plan of how, how big it's going to be or what it's going to look like or whatever. Um, and I abandon a lot of like attempts at things midway through as well, because maybe, you know, you just can't find the right way to do it and stuff like that. So I'm always, um, yeah, pulling stuff apart and trying different bits and, and that sort of thing, which is the, which is the fun bit. But yeah, if you, especially if you're ordering pieces in order to do something and then you get them and you realize, well, that actually didn't work. I need these ones instead or something like that. It can be a long gestation process from I'm going to make this place or I'm going to you know I want to try and build this place to it actually being finished um can be quick if it all goes well but it can also be months and months you know of tinkering and chopping and painting stuff you ever consider cutting corners I'm just thinking of like how frustrating it would be to be like 99% there and there's a weird piece and you're like I'll just paper mache it nobody will know <laughs> just do it in like photoshop or something <laughs> a little bit I definitely have um like gotten to a point on some builds where it's like oh this looks you know this is really good i haven't actually built in the back wall yet or you know filled in this bit but since i'm only going to photograph it from the front at the moment let's just do that so uh when, when i had um the uh exhibition which i had earlier this year i had to actually because i was going to be displaying these you know the physical models I was, would pull them out and like I'd be like, all right, I have to go through every single one of these and like fix this bit at the back, which I, you know, had different colored bits because you couldn't see them. You know what I mean? I had to make them kind of 360 degree presentable and stuff. So that was, um, I'm more conscious of that now, but definitely when I started, it was more about getting something that just looks right, you know, from this angle. And I don't really care how solidly it's, you know, stuck together. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to make sets that someone else has to build. So there's not a lot of consideration being given to structural integrity or anything either. Some bits are very um, sort of tenuous connections and, you know, like one stud connecting here. And if you knock it, it'll, you know, easily break and stuff like that. So I've had to 
been more conscious of that now as I've sort of decided, you know, I'm keeping all these and I want them to be, you know, in, stay in relatively good condition. How did the, the show go? Um, I'm sorry to have missed it. And also, what, what do you do with the pieces? Do you sell them or do you have a home museum? Uh, I don't sell them. Um, so, yeah, I, I keep them. I just had them like scattered all over the place originally. And as I built, you know, I had room on my desk for a few and then I'll put one on top of this shelf. And as I've got, you know, I now have, you know, 30 something of them, I think. I think it's about 30 that I've taken pictures of on my channel, plus there's custom ones and, you know, other ones which don't fit that style. So, on. Like, so now I have them, uh, they just get so dusty as well <laughs> very easily so i now store them in uh, little like archival storage box sort of things which i now just stacked on the floor next to the desk instead <laughs> but i'm i want to i keep them all. i don't sell them i want to keep them because i want i do want to be able to display them at some stage at home if i can find like you know a nice glass case cabinet to put them in or something you know what i mean something like that and um yeah i'm not trying to kind of uh <sighs> I, I just don't think I could like selling them. It just means, you know, I would probably never see it again. And unless I want to make a copy of it, which I have done on occasion for certain, you know, certain ones. Um, yeah. I guess I can't really bring myself to sell them. So, yeah. Will you be showing them publicly um, again anytime soon? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I haven't got another um, exhibition or anything ready to like announce or anything, but I definitely, that's, one thing I definitely want to be able to do again because it was that was such a great um, experience to to do that earlier this year, um, and I, you know I had a lot of it was a, like a, a really great couple of nights and was like a huge success in that in that sense. Uh, we raised a whole heap of money, um, but you know I also got a lot of messages from people saying, "Oh, I missed that," or "I only started following you after this," or you know it sold out, so we couldn't get tickets and all this. So I know there's a lot of people which would still like to see it. Um, and you know, I've added a bunch more since then and I'm still doing a lot more. So uh, I definitely would be super keen to, to show them again at some stage, um, in whatever sort of, you know, environment that is, but, um, yeah, that's another reason for keeping them because yeah, I, you know, once you kind of tell it to one person then you know, that, that sort of opportunity is gone as well. Yeah. Well, I hope you do have a show soon. Uh, what has been your response to, to your success? I mean, again, you're so popular on Instagram. It sounds like the show in person went really well. Like, do, has this surprised you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, as I said, like I definitely just, we started doing it at home. It's kind of something fun and it's not, you know, I don't have like other friends that build Lego or anything. So it's not like an activity I do with other people or anything. It's really something I just was doing myself. and. Um, you know, it was only my wife was the one that was like, you really should like, like we'd have friends come over and they'd be like, oh my God, did you make that? Is that tribute pizza or is that, you know? <laughs> and um, and my wife was like, oh, you should, you know, you should take photos of these and put them on Instagram or like make a website or something. And I was like, you know, I don't know how to take photos. I don't have a good camera. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't really into, and she kept pushing me and then eventually, um, uh, her and the kids bought me for I think it was either my birthday or for Father's Day like a nice camera and a light box to take photos and I got a like a, you know an Adobe uh, subscription so I could use Photoshop and make the you know backgrounds all white and do, you know so I kind of had to learn how to do all that stuff um, again thinking that oh, okay yeah I'll do this and I just 
you know, kind of put it out there. I didn't, you know, I don't really do a lot of like, you know, promotion of it or anything. I wasn't like spamming people, you know, hey, you should do this. Or, you know, it really just kind of grew really organically because, you know, one of the, one of the businesses would see it and say, hey, can we repost this on ours? And then people would send it to other people and everything. And every time I think, oh, I mean, it's reached its maximum level of popularity. There can't be that many more people in this general area that, that want to, you know what I mean? Because I, I just think it has a pretty, the thing I love about it is how like localized it is, you know, to, to San Diego and in particular, even this sort of little pocket of it. Um, but that obviously limits how popular it's going to be. Um, but on the other hand, that also I think really strengthens the, connections that people do have it like as you said like it, it's it's much more of a novelty to see like the barbershop at the end of your street made into lego than it is to see another lego building of hogwarts or the Eiffel power or yeah something like that so um it, it definitely surprised me how many people are into it and in particular i mean it's become pretty clear i i thought that you know as i sort of discovered this adult lego community and stuff that they'd be people that were into Lego would would follow it and be into it, um, you know, from that side of things. But it's become pretty clear to me, and you know, all the messages I get, and meeting people, and having the exhibition and stuff, that it's really it, people care more about what I'm building than what I'm building it out of. You know, like it's a novelty to see it out of Lego, but it's their connections with, you know, oh, this is the bar where I met my husband, or this is you know our favorite pizza place, or or whatever, which actually gives them more of a personal connection with it. I, don't, I, I would say the vast majority of people that, you know, are interested or, you know, follow this or, or whatever on Instagram, I'm probably like the only Lego account that they follow, you know, it's not like, <laughs> therefore, you know, I follow a bunch of other Lego ones, but I have, I've had very little interaction with the Lego community at all from this. It's much more local uh, sort of community, um, you know, attention and stuff like that, which is great. It's, and it, you know, and I think that, yeah, that's kind of what does make it special is that, um, yeah, you know, like I, I had other people say, oh, you know, you should put photos of the, the, the building so people can see how accurate it is and all this stuff. Um, but I think, you know, again, not doing that, it's one of those things where it's like, a, if you know, you know, type yeah. thing. And like, oh my God, I recognize that tree and the way it hangs over that part of the building or that dumpster up the, the, the back alley or this or whatever it is, um, you know, without trying to sort of say, I'm perfectly recreating this and here's what it looks like. If you don't know the place, you're probably not that interested. But if you do, then it, it feels a lot more personal. Well, following up on what you just said, it's less about the Legos. It's more about these recognizable neighborhood spots. I mean, like, have you considered changing mediums or, you know, growing? Yeah, yeah. No, not really. I mean, um, I, I think for me, I definitely am, you know, kind of spreading geographically a, a little bit, although there's still so many places even, you know, really close to, you know, to where I live that I want to do. But there's, you know, um, it's not all, you know, uh, it's not just North Park, obviously. It's a, the, the whole, like, I don't know, I would call it a neighborhood, but you know what I mean? Like the whole area. And so I'm definitely doing places that are the more, um, you know, more widely spread out than just um, just right here. But um, in terms of the medium, I mean, yeah, I think this is kind of, um, <laughs> at least what I'm good at or what I do. So yeah, I, I'm not going to try painting any pictures of these places <laughs> or anything. <laughs> 
Um, okay, I, I have more Lego questions for you, but I wanted to go to a lightning round. Just some questions about you when you're not building Legos. Huh? Um, what do you do when you're not uh, building these? I am a uh, data analyst, actually. So yeah, I'm a mathematician by trade. But uh, yeah, since moving to San Diego, um, I've started working, uh, yeah, not in academia, but in um, actually, yeah, in data analytics. Very interesting. Um, did you pick up any other pandemic hobbies? Um, not really. No, I think it was pretty much just just this. And then, you know, we probably did. Uh, I mean, we always do do a lot of cooking, and both my wife and I kind of love, um, you know, entertaining and getting together with people and cooking and, and eating and drinking, which we weren't able to do as much of the entertaining side of things. But we definitely tried to keep things uh, interesting on that front for ourselves, at least during that time. So, yeah, definitely. What are some of your favorite things to cook? Um, I mean, everything really like, uh, you know, everything from just, you know, getting some, some good, uh, meat to grill or barbecue, or, um, you know, we cook a lot of Asian, like Southeast Asian type food, uh, being from Australia, we, um, you know, we have, I mean, you guys, there's a lot of that sort of food here as well. Uh, but you know, we always sort of say it's kind of like, yeah, we don't have, uh, we don't actually, well, from Brisbane, which is where we're from originally, uh, you're definitely not going to have like a Mexican place on every corner, but you are going to have like a Thai or a, or a Vietnamese place or something on every corner. So um, a lot of that sort of food, um, Italian, so, so, everything really just, um, yeah, like food that's good to share with like, you know, good friends and uh, you know what I mean? Like just, yeah, kind of family style eating. That sounds awesome. Um, what are, what are, so I read that you've been here for about five years. Obviously, you're super familiar with North Park. Um, what are some of your favorite things to do in town outside of North Park? Um, so we definitely love like just going to the park and whether that is like to the zoo or, um, you know, like we just went there on the weekend, but, you know, so the kids could like roller skate there at the, um, you know, just near the Air and Space Museum where there's like the, you know, people go there and they've got speakers out and stuff and all, um, you know, just walking around the park there and stuff. There's so much, so much great stuff there to see. We love, um, you know, going up to like La Jolla and doing like, um, you know, fire on the beach and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just such a, it is a great city to live in. Um, and, you know, we love it here and it's just been, um, it's been awesome, especially for the, for the kids at the ages they're at, like we moved, uh, my wife and I actually used to live here, um, before we had kids. Uh, so like 2009, 10, 11, something around that area for a few years. And we went home when we were having kids and, um, and moved back in time for, for my eldest to start kindergarten. Yeah. Five years ago. So they they're totally uh you know san diego kids now and uh <laughs> you know live that whole sort of uh lifestyle here but with the you know the weather and yeah the park and the beach and everything like that are, are all things that we love to do yeah how did you choose san diego as your your home base um well as i said like we used to live here um and it, both times that we've moved here have been for my wife's work actually she works in like medical device stuff and there's you know, a whole bunch of companies here that 
to specialise in that sort of area. So um, we've moved for sort of job opportunities uh, for her both times. So um, yeah, we uh, we weren't planning on moving back here when we when we when we went home originally, but when the opportunity came up again, um, yeah, we kind of thought it would be a great great adventure, and we wouldn't have done that just for any part of you know any city either. Like it is only because we did love San Diego so much that we were like, oh yeah, we could definitely. Yeah, agree. And and what an amazing place to uh, to grow up. I always think about kids who get to grow up here. I'm like, I yeah. hope they I hope they know how lucky they are. You know? Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys go to Legoland a lot? Uh, the kids do. Yes, they have passes. Um, and uh, I think they're going tomorrow actually, because uh, <laughs> they just started school holidays this week. So um, yeah. Uh, my wife and I don't, I mean, we've been, uh, but yeah, we don't go that often, but um, we have a whole a group of friends where all the kids have passes and stuff. So we kind of, um, you know, we'll have an adult take them uh, <laughs> and take turns in doing that and stuff like that. They love it. Nice. Um, well, what are you, what are you working on now? Do you have any pieces in the works? I do. I have uh, a few. Um, so I've been relatively quiet or, or busy, I should say, like, quite in terms of not being able to um, to post as many new builds in the last couple of months because I've had a couple that I've had to do for, um, you know, I did auctioned off some some as prizes for, for various things. So I've been completing all those and they're now all done, um, uh, including one I just did of uh, the school, McKinley down the road here where my kids go, which um, we made for um, the principal who was retiring this week, Miss oh, Gaddington. Wow. So, um, that's the, the last one I just finished, but I've got a couple more which are nearly done. Um, just waiting for some uh, Bricklink orders to arrive, actually. Um, and they're actually um, really close to home ones here. So uh, I won't say what they are just yet, <laughs> yet but um, I never, I always, I don't know, like I get a lot of requests, obviously, for different places, and which is excellent. Like I get so many messages and stuff on Instagram from people saying, hey, you should do this, or hey, I work at this place. Can you do this or whatever? And you know, I have a huge list of places that I'm working on and that I intend to get to. And so I always, you know, sort of tell people, you know, if you're it's on the list or I'm doing it or something, but I never like to give a, like, never like to make any promises because, yeah, you just never know sometimes whether like the last little bit you can't get right or something else comes up or whatever. So um, there's a few coming up, uh, but yeah, I won't say exactly, uh, exactly what the hell. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll be watching um, Instagram for the new stuff, definitely. Um, well, do you think, I mean, it sounds like you have a great day job and this is, you know, mostly a hobby to you, but like, I mean, have you considered sort of transitioning more full-time to this kind of work? Um, I mean, under ideal circumstances, I'd love to like, I mean, I think there's a difference that I should, yeah, there's a difference between saying I would love somebody to pay me to do this and I would love to do this as a job. You know what I mean? I kind of, I know enough from, from past experience working, you know, in kind of creative fields and I know enough people that, that kind of do that, that, you know, anything becomes a job after a while. And if you're relying on it for, um, you know, to pay the bills or, you know, as soon as you start, the, the great thing about this now, as I said, like, I don't make any promises to people. And I always say like, it's on the list, but no promises. I don't make any promises and I don't accept any bribes. So it's like, I don't feel any pressure to do anything. As soon as you start, like, taking money and trying to like get clients to do this and that, then, you know, it's someone else telling you kind of what to do, which, you know, would still be great fun. I love the, the times when I have, you know, been asked 
to build something for whatever for whatever reason and you know that's still a challenge and a fun thing to do but in terms of like it actually being a job where I have to go out there and try and like sprick myself and find clients and you know what I mean rebuild things and the stuff I don't particularly want to do um, I'd much rather keep it um, as something that's like just a huge amount of fun for me um, so yeah, unless someone wants to just pay me to keep doing exactly what I'm doing, which would be ideal. Uh, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, definitely. I, I see how that can, you know, take the joy out of it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, just some quick questions. What's the most difficult one you've done so far? Um, I think um, Fortunate Son and uh, Polite Provision. So I did those like together and it just kept, I, was start, I started just with, Fortunate son, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna add this," and then I went around the corner, and just it just got super detailed and took me. That was one that I was pulling apart and rebuilding and ordering you like for months and months and months. But I loved the way it turned out. But yeah, if I compare that to like some of the earlier ones in particular that I did, which are kind of a lot simpler, um, some of those are you know are really simple, and I kind of look at them now and think, oh, I could do a much better job of that than I did then. But um, yeah, they in general they're getting more and more complex. I think as I go, because I'm kind of I'm getting better at it, and you know, trying I always try and do something new with each one, whether it's like you know, I remember like the first time I was like, oh, I found a really cool way to make the exact right size street lamp or something. All right, I'm going to do that on this one. Or here's one that has particular. Um, the, the one I just did of the um, San Diego Pride offices here on, on 30th Street has this huge tree that overhangs at like this big grand. It's really like almost spherical. It's like, you know, bulbous and like this huge. And I kind of had just worked out, um, you know, how to combine these these different types of, um, you know, Lego makes a few different types of leaves that you can use for the trees. And I used them separately in different things and stuff. And then I kind of had just worked out a really... Um, simple but like effective way to combine those and make a really I was trying to make it look as real as possible like I've really kind of you know there's always a compromise you have to make given the medium you're working in especially the scale that I work in where these things are really small but my aim it like I it is compromised to me like I, I do it through gritted teeth sometimes I'm like oh I really this is not quite the right size but I, you know this is all I've got um but I really try I'm not as into like stylized sort of buildings. I'm really trying to make it realistic, you know, as best I can, again, given the medium and the, and the scale. Um, but I'd love like, I'd love like for people just to glance at it and think it was like a photo as opposed to like, you know, there's some really cool um, stuff that people do with like doing stylized versions of, of buildings out of this, you know, sort of mean, but um yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to make it as naturalistic and realistic as possible. So when I found, yeah, this cool way to do to this tree where I was like, oh, I can make that, that, that actually looks like a real tree, not just like, oh, I can see all the studs here and, and the way the pieces are fitting together and stuff. It's a much more organic looking sort of structure. So yeah, I'm always sort of finding new, new ways to improve on that side of things. So in that sense, they're kind of getting more, more complicated, um, but uh, I am getting quicker at doing them because I'm, yeah, reusing techniques and stuff that I've kind of worked out over the journey. So that's cool. 
That's really cool. Yeah, I think the tree, I'm not looking at it now, but that um, definitely stuck in my mind. It's one of the things that stood out to me, you know, about that yeah, building. It's, it's huge. It's like, it's almost as big as the building, right? Like, uh, so it's one of those things where, again, there's a little bit of a compromise there because I couldn't make it too big or it, it sort of looks silly on, on the model. But in, in real life, if you look at it, it's like, oh my God, that is, you know, it's ginormous. Um, so you've got to make some little compromises there in terms of, I want it to like look right as opposed to, you know, I don't measure anything or uh, I'll go sometimes to the buildings themselves to get a closer look and to take photos of the signs and stuff like that. Um, but I don't like sort of measure out, you know, even on like Google Earth or anything, you know, the how wide the building is compared to the height and all this. I try and do it just by eye, which means that I know sometimes technically this building should be higher, but proportionally to me, it looks weird if I do it, you know what I mean? So I'll make some compromises there. Just so I just want it to kind of look right as opposed to be accurate. I want it to yeah, look, yeah, look right. So. Well, I think some of your foliage solutions are really cool. Like I'm thinking of the live wire one and the trees on the side, which are so distinctive and like the way yeah, that you yeah. know about them. It's really cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what have been some of your other like breakthrough aha moments when you're like, yes, I finally got this thing that I've been struggling with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the live wire one was one I, I was trying to do for ages because again, it's so like iconic looking with those, you know, those really tall trees um, and just the, the sign as well, which um, places that are easy to do are ones that have signs where you can just put a sticker on a rectangular pile, you know what I mean? Whereas that has... You know, it's kind of a weird look. And I ended up making that out of like, I think there's like a, a sleeve, like a minifigure sleeve. And um, there might even be like a hot dog or something. I can't remember, like just weird, like to get the, re you know what I mean? Like, and that took me ages to to work out a way to do that sign. Because without that, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't look right. Um, yeah, so there's a few, a few little things. And it's normally, it is just little things. Normally it's like, I remember when I worked out, um, you know, like I often use little uh, minifig binoculars on the roofs of places as tiles, uh, not tile, pipes, sorry, um, you know, for like air conditioning pipes and all this sort of stuff. Um, so I have like whole drawers of little weird little minifig accessories, which are um, really cool for those little industrial touches, you know, like, so it looks like, oh, you can put a drain pipe running down the side of here and all of a sudden it makes it like, it's those little bits that make it kind of come to life that you wouldn't say, Oh, in my mind, the most distinctive thing about this building is that there's a broken drain pipe running down the side. But when you put it in, especially using that medium where people aren't expect, that's what I mean. Like people are expecting to see a more stylized version of, uh, you know, an architectural build like the ones that Lego themselves does, you know, they're not necessarily putting like air conditioning vents on the side of the building or something. You know what I mean? It's more, yeah, so those little like random uh, or seemingly random, but actually important like little details, uh, I think the, they're the funnest sort of part of it to do. And I think that's what kind of, yeah, brings them to life the most. Do you think you ever will go back and redo some of the, the early ones or is it just moving forward from here? Um, I did. So again, for, for the exhibition, when I had to go back and kind of clean some things up and I read, definitely redid some of the signs and stuff now that I've gotten better at actually making those. Um, and I also, I did fix up little things and um, things like that. I don't know if I'll ever um, like scrap something and totally start, start afresh on it. Um, but um, yeah, if, 
for any reason that, that you know I needed to do something with a particular build, I would definitely probably pull it out and see how I could at least quickly uh, you know, make some some quick improvements, uh, which I'm sure I could do with with a lot of them. Yeah, but there's there's so many places that I'm still yeah wanting to build and that are on my list and um, that I'm excited to try. That yeah, it's, I just I don't like going back and re rebuilding things because I kind of have to pull them apart to do that as well. And it's a real, uh, I have to make sure I photograph bits as I pull it apart because I have no idea. People often ask me like, how many pieces are in this one or something. And it's like, I honestly, I couldn't even like, yeah. I had to, to, yeah, to work stuff out how I did that. I can't remember how I did this or how that bit is stuck there. How did I get that? That sort of stuff. So they're very like, um, yeah, kind of ad hoc Frankensteins together in, <laughs> in some parts. Well, what is your your goal for it overall? I know you said you have more neighborhood stuff in the work, but I mean, what would you what would you ultimately like it to grow into? Um, I mean, honestly, I would just I would love to have yeah, like another exhibition, or you know, even like you know, one every year, or I could show the new. You know, I'm trying to do like twenty or or thirty kind of um, yeah, like twenty builds a year or something. Every couple of weeks, I try and try and have one finished. So. You know, or even if there was somewhere, yeah, that they could be displayed, you know, more permanently or for a longer period of time or, um, you know, something like that. Um, yeah, I think that would be, that would be super cool. I don't have any, you know, as I said, I don't have any like ambition to kind of sell them or anything, although I get a lot of offers, <laughs> offers for them. Um, and may, maybe at some stage they'll get too good to refuse. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, to me, honestly, the, the most fun thing, aside from actually, building them which I have a huge amount of fun uh doing but that's a very like solo activity for me um so it's really fun for me to share them with people and, and even like just as I said like the messages and stuff I get on Instagram from people and the people that I've met through this um you know whether it was at the show or through the businesses um that I kind of contacted to you know almost all of them, you know, donated a bunch of stuff for charity auction we did at the last show and this sort of stuff. So I got to meet a lot of the owners of these businesses and or people that work there or um, just just people that have seen seen the work and stuff and share their stories of like, as I said, like, oh, I met my husband here or we went on our first date to this place or this is our, you know, family's favourite restaurant or, you know, just little things like that. But I've had, you know, long uh, Instagram conversations with people about you know memories and stuff of these different places which is really really fun that's so cool well I agree what you're doing is really special I'm all for establishing the North Park Lego Museum you know if there's like a petition <laughs> or a, a GoFundMe or something I could donate to I would do it but yeah, uh, yeah you know thank you for for making this stuff for sharing it and uh, for sharing your time today I appreciate it well thank you very much this is great Thank you again to Ben Smith, aka North Park Lego for joining me. And thank you for listening. If there's anyone in town you would like to get to know better, drop me a line. I'm at christy.totten at sduniontribune.com. Thanks for listening.